I believe Rand Paul is right that impeachment is dead on arrival in the Senate. There will be no conviction. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Now, you can agree or disagree, and, and that's just fine. What I was not able to ascertain, understand, didn't make any sense, I think it's crazy, is learning that before the impeachment trial begins today, there's going to be another conversation, eight hours of conversation. And that conversation is about whether or not the trial is even going to happen. Is this constitutional to begin with? To get an understanding, I bring in William Jacobson of LegalInsurrection.com, Cornell Law Professor. He knows more about these things uh, than I do. Um, If I were to say that I was a neophyte in the idea of the three branches of government, I would say that the people in Congress get to create laws, but the Supreme Court and the judiciary, they get to decide constitutionality. As I see this deal between Chuck Schumer and Mitch McConnell, this eight hours of debate and then a vote, they're going to decide the constitutionality of an impeachment proceeding, a a, a trial in the Senate, and I have no idea how they think they can do this. Square the circle for me, sir. Yeah, hi, Tony. Well, uh, the Senate's going to decide whether they can move forward, but they are not the ultimate determiner of this. I mean, normally the courts leave the Senate and the House to their own devices. They get to make their own rules. They get to do other things. But now they are actually trying to impose a penalty on a civilian, somebody who is no longer the president. And were they to do that, then I think there's a uh, an issue for the court. But right now, I mean, you and I could get together and say, we're going to impeach the president and we're going to rule that what we're doing is constitutional, but that means nothing. So what the Senate is deciding means nothing other than the fact that the Senate is going to move forward. So it's not really a court ruling. It's not a ruling that has any basis for uh, being binding on anybody other than the Senate. And it might be binding, and the court might say hands off if this were the president, if this was a real impeachment trial. It's not a real impeachment trial because at a real impeachment trial, the Constitution says the chief justice of the Supreme Court has to preside. And he's not. Uh, We don't know why not. I don't think there's been an announcement from John Roberts' office. But I think it's pretty obvious he's not going to preside because this isn't actually an impeachment trial. This is some new thing the Senate has invented for Donald Trump. So we have Pat Leahy, the senator from Vermont, who will be presiding. He is what's known as uh, the Senate pro tem. He is the oldest serving member of the Senate uh, in the majority party. It was Chuck Grassley. Now it is Pat Leahy. In terms of secession to the president, he would be number four, president, vice president, speaker of the House, Senate pro tem, before you start getting into cabinet officials. It's a pretty big gig. But you're right about, of course, uh, John Roberts not presiding, not presiding because it isn't about a sitting president. That leads us to the constitutionality question of what we think, can you actually convict somebody who's not in office? The way I look at it, The answer is, yes, you actually can, because the impeachment was done while they're in office, and you're answering answering the question and fulfilling the constitutional duty. But going back to this just really quickly, this eight hours they're about to get into is solely and exclusively for show. 
There's no factual basis for it. There's no constitutional basis for it. And since there's no way they're not going to go forward, we just get treated to eight hours of nonsense drivel. Well, more than eight hours, it's going to be several days. Several well, wait, days no, no, I'm talking about the first part. The impeach, exactly. the, the trial is going to take several days. I'm talking about just this first part about checking constitutionality, quote unquote. Right. And we know how it's going to end up. All 50 Democrats are going to vote to move forward. And one or two Republicans are going to vote to move forward. And it's going to move forward. So that's really the question. The only question is um, Rand Paul made a, a motion or whatever it was called very early on to put a halt to it on the grounds that it was unconstitutional. And 45 Republicans voted with him on that. Uh, I think the question now is, is, are we going to exceed the 45 or not? And I don't know the answer to that, but it's going to move forward because, uh, you know, it, they have the votes to move forward. Uh, Mitt Romney is going to vote to move forward. Murkowski is going to vote to move forward. Probably Collins. So we'll see. Now let's get into talking to Cornell Law Professor William Jacobson. Now let's get into this trial itself. The charge is incitement of insurrection. That's the article of I- I- impeachment. Trey Gowdy, um, who has a good legal career behind him, saying that it's a ridiculous uh, charge. Um, I have uh, questioned whether or not that was the right charge as opposed to something Andy McCarthy over at National Review believes in being dereliction of duty, which I think could have gotten you a much more broad-based appeal, although still not conviction. You, writing at LegalInsurrection.com, referred to this as Night of the Living Dead on Arrival Impeachment Trial. Is this charge, this incitement of insurrection, remotely viable? And what will the arguments be from both sides? Well, you have to understand this is all political. You could uh, say anything and 50 Democrats would vote to impeach. So that's not really the issue. Legally, would this hold up in a court of law? No. His words were constitutionally protected. He didn't actually uh, incite violence. He didn't tell people to go you know, beat people up or whatever. I mean, there are clear legal standards here. If you're going to charge someone's words with inciting violence and being a crime, it's got to be direct. It's got to be clear. It's got to be immediate. Uh, it's not the sort of uh, bluster that politicians, you know, use all the time. We have to fight for our rights. I mean, that's the sort of language that they're trying to pin on him. That is routine political language and, you know, wanting to fight for your cause or make our cause heard or whatever it is, that's, that's not legally. So, no, this wouldn't hold up for a second in a court. I don't even think it would get to trial. But this isn't a court of law. It's a political forum. So are 50-plus people going to vote to convict him? Yes, because they don't need to hear anything. They've already made up their minds. I mean, the question is how much above 50. I mean, Mitt Romney's going to vote to convict him. Murkowski's going to vote to convict him. I don't know if they'll pick up two or three more Republicans. We have to have to wait and see. But people who are looking at this and saying, you know, is there actually a crime here? Well, the answer is clearly no. I don't think anyone with a straight face who's credible could say that the words he uttered in a court of law would be a crime. Uh, But in the Senate, it's all political, and that's what people have to understand. And that's why we're going to be subjected to several days of this, because Democrats want to keep it in the headlines. That's what this is all about. 
William Jacobson, LegalInsurrection.com, Cornell Law Professor. LegalInsurrection.com, go check it out for yourself, sir. Always a pleasure. I appreciate you taking the time.